0: Let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions, and this is a bit of a first for us, because this is the first time we've ever recorded via Skype,
1: mate. It's a bit of an odd feeling for me.
0: It's it's, it's Well, it's not for me, but this is something that I've not done for four years.
1: So this is back to the old days for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 really weird. But obviously, we're we're doing this for because we have to, um, yep. and we want to we want to keep content um, coming out to our listeners. Um, so we are going to uh, about to enjoy our first virtual beer together, mate. So um, what have you got in your glass?
1: Um, Something that's been very kindly sent to us uh, by Abbeydale Brewery. It's Funk Dungeon Heavy Nettle comes in at a a very nice 6.66%. Very good. Yes, very good. And I tell you what, I haven't tasted it yet, but the aroma from it when I poured it and sitting in the glass right now does make me really want to dive into it. Uh, It's supposed to be a classic saison brewed with locally foraged nettles. What have you got in
0: your glass? I have got, um, again, some beers uh, sent to us uh, by Anne and Hobday, who have just recently started canning beers um, as a result of some crowdfunding that they achieved last year. They've been able to put in a canning line. Um, One of their first four beers that they've decided to can is called The Ordinary Bitter. It is a 3.7% classic English bitter um, with um, East Kent Goldings and Chinook hops in it as well. Um, And I have to say, when I poured it into my glass, uh, it did have a beautiful white foamy head on it, like you'd get on a nice cask bitter. Um, Beautiful dark amber colour. Aroma-wise, yeah, it's just very light on the hops, a little bit of spice in there. I'm I'm actually really looking forward to it.
1: Okay, well, shall we do our first virtual cheers then?
0: Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, cheers, <laughs> cheers <laughs> mate.
1: <laughs> Heavy nettle is really light and it's definitely got that sort of saison qualities, the farmhouse element to it, but really rounded. And I've only just realised maybe one of the reasons for that is because they've actually aged this in American oak for six months as well. Oh, really? Yeah, um, and I think that has really um, taken what may be especially for say someone like yourself some of those rough edges of it do,
0: do you think i would that, have enjoyed that then
1: i think that you may have fought twice with the aroma because it was it was i think quite still quite funky on the aroma very fresh um but once you get into it it's actually very smooth i mean they've also um there's some rye in there as well nettles i can't tell the nettles in there because i'm not really an expert on what nettles taste like in 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 foodstuffs but it's a very very rounded saison i must admit
0: in terms of the bitter it's it's spot on it it literally does what it says on the tin it's 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 a straight up solid ordinary bitter or almost it's um it's really soft on, on, on the mouthfeel. Um, there are some spicy, earthy notes towards the finish. There's a little hint of citrus in there, which I'm guessing is coming through from the Chinook. Um, and, and then there's just like a little bit of earthy, a little bit It's real subtle hint of peatiness on the finish. Um, but just finish is really, really dry and really bitter. Um, I'll tell you, uh, three what did I say? It was 3.7%. That's that's a pretty sessionable beer.
1: I mean, bear in mind that you wouldn't necessarily dive at a pint of amber bitter at the at the cast bar, would you?
0: It wouldn't be the first thing I went for. Um, no, no, let's 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 be honest. Um, but that that is really that is really that is really good, actually. Um, I mean, it does it does say on the can that um, the original session beer, uh, ordinary English bitters as they were. So so so, so yeah. You'd say it's ticking the boxes that they've advertised Then I think it's ticking all the boxes. I think it's a brave move as, as part of one of your first um, run of canned beers to put, a, put, to put a bitter into a can as, as well.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. Because um, my, my favourite beers from Antsback and Hogday have definitely been their darker beers, their Stouts and their Porters. Uh, I can't recall them having done a bitter previously. Or if they had, it's bypassed me. So it's quite... Quite nice to see that, you know, following on from maybe the success of five points with their Fuggles best. Yeah. Someone else is doing what can be considered uh, an ordinary bitter. Um, but I have to admit, I am enjoying the 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 Funk Dungeon. It's actually doesn't taste at six point six percent. I have to admit, it's, it tastes a lot lighter. It's very smooth um i'm doing i'm gonna enjoy drinking this as we get tuck into the show mate
0: yeah you're you're starting on quite a high abv there compared to me six six point six and then i think your next one's up in the sevens isn't it
1: yeah well i I decided that this was actually the lower of the two i was going to go because we've got four (laughs) the abbydale and fortunately for me the four abbydale beer the four abbydale beers they sent to us are in on the show beer shelf but in my beer cupboard It's unusual for us not to be drinking the same beer.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much a first, I think. I think maybe the only time this has happened before is when we've recorded on location somewhere and we've both gone for a slightly different beer.
1: Oh, what? When we like at the Owl House or the Victor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's probably the only time. And even then there's often been one or two that we may cross over on.
0: Well, while we enjoy these, let's um, dig into the rest of the show. Uh, what what we are going to try and do with these shows? We're we're going to try and keep them a little bit shorter. Um, we are going to mostly keep the same parts of everything that you know and love about opinions. Uh, the only thing that we're really going to drop is is the news because there there really there really isn't any big industry news at the moment, um, and we are going to try avoid talking about the big topic um because there are there are lots of other people talking about it at the moment um, and what, what we're going to try and do is just bring you just a little slice of escapism um once a week for for, for the next few weeks so um first thing we're going to dive into we'd normally talk about beery adventures but this is kind of beery adventures at home so uh which rooms have you been drinking in mate
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to confine my drink into uh the downstairs of the, of the two-floor house um and as is usual, not quite warm enough necessarily to sit outside in the garden and, and sup a few. But um, I have to admit, obviously, like a lot of people, I've been taking advantage of some more online ordering. And I have to say that um, the service I've had so far, I did one from Hockley, who are local to me in Hockley. They're only a few miles away in Leon Sea. And uh, it was actually my first order from them. That was delivered. I've got some some local beers from Leon Sea. I got some from East London Brewing and a little bit further afield with duration. Uh, but excellent service, uh, obviously, again, in the current environment, no contact. I did an online uh, order from Formbridge and which turned out, the order I did turned out to have five or six beers I hadn't had before, including one which I think I'm sure a few people have now seen on Twitter, Pondera. Um, probably finished off most of the beers in that case including the Ponder. I've got one left for tonight after we finished recording and then decided I needed to panic buy more.
0: Uh, yeah, same here. <laughs> <laughs> I um, li- Likewise, I, um, I I was quite fortunate actually because in, in, in the space of about three days um, after the the, the the lockdown was announced I had my monthly order turn up from Beer Central so I had quite a nice selection of beers there um, I then ordered from um, as soon as Andy at Elusive Brew put his online shop up I, I, I jumped in and ordered a box of brews from Andy um, and then I ordered from Thornbridge as well much like yourself uh, a lot of beers that I haven't tried before um, and plenty of the Pondera um, but they've all gone. So, yeah, I, I did have a little panic the other day and went back in purely on a case of Pondera.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, i tell you what I did I will try, and I think you may, you may have tried it for the first time. It was the California Sun.
0: Yes, yeah, I was quite surprised that that was the first time that I've tried it.
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure how that happened, but thoroughly enjoyable little session IPA, that one.
0: Oh, without doubt, yeah. I, I think I think the one thing that we have seen is is that a lot of breweries have reacted to the situation and and they've it's been great that they're they're finding ways to get their beers to people. So we've seen breweries that have never done online orders before, um, and are now doing online orders. And if there's if there's one great thing to take from this shitty situation, it's that the Colonel are now doing home delivery. Are they? Yes, I, I was going to say that the pause the there suggested that you wasn't aware of this.
1: I was not aware of this. Yeah, you can now... Hold order. on a second. Can we, can, can we hold the show for five minutes, please?
0: <laughs> you, you can order a box of Colonel beers di- direct from the brewery to be delivered anywhere in the country now.
1: Okay, I didn't know that. I, I might be doing that. I might have to panic by Colonel now as well. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it's, seriously, though, I think it's, um, it, what i found is that either the, those, com- those breweries and shops that had already had websites have either really upped their own game already, again, to another level, and the ones that didn't have gone, right, we need to do it. And the, I mean, fingers crossed, they all come out the other side, but this will hold them in good stead if they do. Because I think once people get used to doing it, you know, and we've obviously had these many conversations about the supermarkets and stuff, but if you, you know, a bit like Amazon and other online, if I, can, if I can online order without even having to go to a shop, then, you know, I'll quite happily do that sometimes. And you can flick through, you can read the reviews, you can look at the beers. Then I think, you know, this, again, with the caveat that however long it takes to get through this, that they get through it, um, then I think it could hold them in good stead. One thing I did learn uh, listening to Laura, who is at Abidal on the Sheffield Hopcast, is that if you've got your own yeast strain, you need to brew regularly to keep it alive. Oh, really? Yeah, and I probably is obvious because it's a living culture, but I hadn't thought about it. And they said that, you know, if nothing else, they have to brew with it to keep the yeast strain alive. I thought, well, that's actually quite interesting because that'll be the same for a lot of breweries who have their own strain of yeast, that is their house yeast. Mm. So found that found that quite insightful, actually. So they've um, got
0: to keep going with it, yeah.
1: Yeah. A few other beers I've enjoyed. Uh, Cloudwater Multidimensional Being, which is a bit of a hybrid Baltic Porter and Brown Ale. Um, I think I've had that. Comes in at 7%. I found that really nice, actually. It seemed, to, it seemed to hit the mark between both styles, actually, for me.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was quite a nice one. Um, a few Belgian beers. Uh, the Gooseberry Fool, was Gooseberries and Elderflower, one of the uh, Overworks beers, the, I think the last of my original set. That was nice. Um, and just to finish off, a couple of uh, big beers. The Free Fred's Porter blend, which is Marble collaboration with Burning Sky and Hawkshead. Um that was really nice, basically a bit of a bit of a Bretty Porter, to be honest. Um put me in mind of some of the sort of heritage beers that we've tried in the past. Um so that was really nice. And the last beer I had before I had a few beers tonight for the show recording was on Sunday. And I finished off with the Buxton Rain Shadow 2016. Oh, percent wow. In-piece style. I'm not really sure how I still had that one. But I have been, um, because we've got a bit of time in our hands, I have been mucking around with the beer cupboard, And I found that one there. And I thought, oh, and it tell you what, it did taste fantastic. It tasted it tasted really good. I'm sure that comes as no surprise to anyone who's had any of the dark beers from Buxton and especially the Rain Shadow series. But... There was nothing else, but it was a good beer for me to finish on at a nice time of the evening because there was nowhere else to go after that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just need to know where where that finishing line is, don't you? Yeah. really.
1: If I drank anything else after that, it wouldn't have done. It wouldn't have been any good, and it just would have been drinking for the sake of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get you. I get you on that. Um, a couple of other beers I've I've enjoyed because um, I've been I've been hosting a few sort of online um, hangouts a few lock-ins with a few people, so I've been enjoying a few beers on those and had a, had a couple of absolute standouts on, on the most recent one that we did. Um, one from Whiplash called Fatal Deviation, um, which was uh, uh, an Imperial Stout, straight up, no adjuncts, um, just uh, phew, something like 10 11%. Um, and for that ABV, it drank as smooth as anything. It was just, just literally just so good and easy to, to, to drink. Um, I, I gave that a five on, on untapped and that, that's gone in there as a potential for beer of the year contender as well. Um, Mm -hmm. it, it was that good. Um, and then again, much like yourself, I I thought, well, where do I go after that? Um, so I went for a barley wine. Uh, which you did, some,
1: unlike me, you did find somewhere
0: to go. I, I managed to find somewhere else <laughs> to go. Uh, a TorSide Monsters American barley wine, their twenty seventeen variant of it, which they've only just released. So it was quite nice to dig into that as as well. And and then the aforementioned um, Thornbridge Pondera, which is which is just a absolutely cracking beer. Um, it almost feels like it's an exemplar of the West Coast IPA style. It's so good.
1: Yeah, for me, it could become, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it over the we coming weeks, but it could become a bit of the reset marker for me, for the West Coast yes. IPA style. Yeah, new benchmark. But yeah, I mean, i tell you what, it has, um, you know, just briefly, it's made me think about the beers I'm drinking at home a little bit more as well. Cause I'm, you know, I'm now coming up for the best part of three weeks not having been out to a bar or a pub. But it's actually made me think about if I am going to drink at home, I do want them to be good beers. I don't want it to yeah. just be beer. I, I I want to enjoy them, probably even more so. Quite happy to drink more than one of something if it's good. But it's been quite nice, and every now and again, me and Michelle will again dip into the cellar. I'm a bit concerned about your 50 beers for 50 years, mate. Next year,
0: it's it's not getting um it's not getting attack jet i've i've got plenty of other stash that i need to get through before we start getting into the into the back of the cellar
1: (laughs) glad to hear it so what else have you been doing with your time as well apart from uh drinking drinking beers and having your few lock-ins and stuff uh anything else you've been doing in your time you know i know we're not going to mention it too much but while we're a bit more um isolated and restricted well well, yeah i mean it's it's probably
0: I should probably mention that I uh, very very quickly after the the lockdown announcement was made I was I was furloughed by work um a, which, brand
1: new, a brand new word along with lots of other brand new words I had no idea meant uh, three weeks ago
0: same same here um which basically meant that uh, I was told I was, I was actually told to cease working immediately um, because it's, it's all ties in with the government grant and if we're seen to still be working I think that impacts on on, on the grant that we get so it, essentially I'm I'm not doing anything at the moment so to try and keep my, my mind and my body active I'm, I'm, I'm trying to structure my days in a way where I've got at least one kind of household chore or task to do I'm making the most of of getting out and walking or cycling cycling and and then i'm trying to to not drink every day
1: because that's a very easy go-to well definitely because you're a bit bored you haven't got any sort of commuting you know that you're not driving the next day yeah your job does involve driving between the various centers in in our part of essex you know you've always got a bit of a hold on you know i can't do that today or i've got to do this early tomorrow you're not doing that
0: no no so um, yeah, so I'm trying to have at least a dry day between drinking, maybe maybe one or two dry days be, be, be between having a drink, um, and that's actually working quite well as well. Because I I don't want to be sat here drinking all, all, all the time either. I just, you, you know, it's uh, <laughs> my stash certainly isn't going to last that long if I if I am <laughs> if, if, if I am drinking like that. But but one of the other things I've, I've just been catching up on telly a bit of PlayStation. Um, but I've, I've taken this opportunity to do the uh, entire marvel cinematic universe from beginning to end uh, again as as well now now that we've got kind of almost the definitive start and finish point for the, the, this first run of the films yep.
1: uh, no, i thought i you'll thought be it'd well be... Prepared. you'll be well prepared when we get around to doing M game later in the year for opinions on the film then
0: Oh, absolutely! I, I, I know. I keep messaging you and saying, "Oh, this, this this just <laughs> happened in this film, and that links into Endgame." Um, but yeah, so that's that, that's that's been um, quite quite fun. And 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 despite um, despite the results of the poll that we we did recently, yeah. shocking results to the poll. <laughs> I I I still can't. I, I can see the arguments for doing the films chronologically. Having having now w- watched them, I mean, I'm as as we recalled, the next one I'm due to watch is uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, so I'm I'm kind of part almost halfway through Phase Two now, yeah. and y- you can look at some of them and say, well, actually, yes, you could start with Captain America, but what happens when you then get to that end bit of Captain America where he's awake? You almost have to then stop the Captain America film at that point, and then watch all the other films up until you then need to watch that bit before you then watch the first Avengers yes, film.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can watch chronologically the first time.
0: No, no, first, absolutely, first time it should be in order of release as as the That's, directors intended.
1: Because that was world building. That's what they were doing. They were world building. They were setting the scene they were putting Easter eggs in there all the time. Yeah. As well. You know, little bits just are popping up, which only when you see all the films as a whole, and perhaps even re them, you think, wow, that can't be a coincidence that they had that in there. Yeah. Chronologically, yeah, again, I think you will spoil, the end credit scenes have become so, so synonymous with the Marvel films and so much fun that, it would spoil it because they, they, they will just drop out. They will fall out of, the, out of order. And they just they will not mean as much.
0: Without doubt. I mean, there's no way you could take the end scene, the after-credit scenes from Captain Marvel, if, as the suggestion is, you watch that as the second film in the series. The end-credit scenes would make no sense to you. If you no, hadn't,
1: hadn't... Another 18 films to watch to see what that meant. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And also, there's going to be characters in that end-credit scene. Which haven't come into the film, into the, the, the world yet.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, Captain America, Black Widow, they're, they're not in the first couple of films chronologically. So, yeah, no, I think you're doing the right thing. And um, I'm sure I'll continue to get uh, messages from you about the progress <laughs> as we go along. Um, what, what,
0: what about you, mate? What are you doing with your time? Because you're, you're still working, aren't you? You're working
1: yeah, so, from home. Yeah, so, my, yeah. My Monday to Friday is a bit more structured. And, you know, I am lucky enough to work for a company where I'm not furloughed. I'm very much gainfully employed at the moment because things are so busy. Um, So, apart from taking the break for exercise in the middle of the day, which is a bit easier to do working from home than it is when I'm in the office, my, my Monday to Friday is quite well structured. A bit like yourself, I am trying to have the dry days, may well still dip like last night i had the zero five the rebranded uh big easy was it from thornbridge yeah um it was really nice actually first time i've had it for a while um i think it's actually even cleaner than it was before as well so i really enjoyed that so but you know i had three dry days uh this week before recording on a thursday i know that i've got a few more scheduled it depends how things fall like you know, before this show, by the time this show comes out, we'll have done a virtual Essex bottle share and that'll be on a Tuesday as, as it usually is. Um, so that'd be quite good fun to, to get together with everyone for that. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it would be very, very, very easy to fall into the trap of five o'clock. Oh, yeah. I've got that train journey. Oh, I've got that train journey in the morning. In fact, I didn't even have to see anyone. Um, and just crack open a beer.
0: Yeah, and the fridge is right there.
1: Yeah. And for the first couple of days or even a week, it might be a real novelty and stuff. But I think you'd then either run into one of two things. One, you'd start wanting to do it all the time. Or two, you'd lose the excitement of it.
0: Yeah, you absolutely.
1: Know. I had a few nights off and I was really looking forward to it. I planned a few beers. I knew I was what a couple of show beers, so I was looking forward to them. And it'd be a shame to lose that bit of excitement looking forward to them as well. So yeah, I'm quite. But I I I bought um, a cocktail shaker. Um, so I was thinking about as uh, with me and the girls, we might see if we can make a few cocktails with some of the spirits we have got.
0: Nice. You're you're so. just you're still after recreating that um, espresso and martini oh. spell oh. thing that we 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 had in in Dublin, aren't you?
1: Well, yeah, I know. But that would. I mean, you know me. I don't really suffer the next day. But even I was thinking, for how many of those did we have? They it's were great me. though they great if
0: you, if, you have to, if you ever have to ask that question the answer is too many
1: too many yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I started watching a few programmes I started watching Bulletproof on Sky 1 because uh, Bulletproof 2 is out now but I never watched the, the first series and that, that's quite good fun at the moment Introduce Michelle to Torchwood I the Doctor's spin-off with that. Um, she, she's okay with it but she's finding the characters in it quite hard to love and I have to agree with her even looking back I find the characters aren't that lovely and even Captain Jack People who watch Doctor Who will know it's quite fun in Doctor Who. He's less fun in Torchwood. So that's quite interesting. And I've watched one episode of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus.
0: Okay. What did you think?
1: The first two thirds, I was bored.
0: I a lot of scene it. setting, though. Yeah, and
1: that's exactly what I've written down in my notes. It was scene setting and world building. And I thought, all right, I'm not saying that everyone who's watching it understands the Star Wars universe. But most people have been to the Star Wars universe who are going to watch the Mandalorian and you spent too long. I think they should have started with the ending of that first episode without giving away the ending of the first episode. That's how they should have started. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a combination of trying to, you know, I've got my work stuff. I'm still trying to get out every day, especially with the weather being nice. A few drinks here and there. And um, I'm also trying to learn to do omelets. I'm a okay. quite a good cook, but I, I can't seem to nail omelets. They, they crack, they break they're not quite as they're not as good as when you, you know when you go to a, a holiday buffet bar or a, a breakfast bar at a hotel so i've been looking at youtube videos for omelette making
0: well it's, it's, it's a good time to learn a new skill mate
1: Well, exactly there, there's the revelation for the evening yes yeah don't, uh, don't
0: expect but uh, don't expect a spin-off episode anytime soon about uh, <laughs> omelette of the week or anything like that
1: they're no, probably best not to um how's your beer
0: it's uh it's really lovely actually I'm, I'm i'm showing you what i've got left i've got probably a a third of a pint of it left uh it is just really really easy drinking it's it's really sessionable um i it's one i if i saw this on cask i would absolutely give it a go because i reckon it would absolutely shine on cask
1: i have to admit i've almost finished the uh funk dungeon heavy net heavy nettle from Abbeydale, um and the oak barrel aging is starting to come through a little bit more it's got quite a winey quality to it um but it just makes me enjoy it even more this for me this would stand up really pretty well against uh some of the some of the barrel aged funky beers you get from from belgium
0: excellent well that's that, that's praise in, in itself isn't it,
1: it, it for, for me it definitely is because I'm, I'm a big fan of them and this works really well so yeah very drinkable yes yeah, almost, almost actually yeah,
0: this is nice this, and dry. Is, really cool. So, we've got new beers in our glasses. Um, I am on again another beer from Hans and Hobday, uh, which they kindly sent us. This is uh, quite surprisingly, as well. I'm sure the listeners will be uh, intrigued to hear. This is the sour dry hop. The what you're,
1: you're drinking a what, Steve? I'm
0: drinking a sour dry hop beer, it's 4.9%. Uh brewed in the traditional berliner weiss style which is why i went for it because i don't i don't mind a berliner weiss um brewed specifically and only with uh citra hops so um,
1: okay, one of our favorite hops then
0: yeah so, so it's quite looking forward to tucking into this one did i did i say the abv 4.9
1: percent okay well i've got um another beer from abydale and this is uh a relaunch of their Deliverance IPA series. I'm not sure which number this one is, but I think, I think I've think i had one of the Deliverance before. Um, so this is a 7% double IPA, hopped with Sabro, which I believe, if I remember correctly, is still quite a, a relatively new hop, or newish yep. to me anyway. I think the most recent beer I had in it uh, was one from Burnt Mill, had Sabro in it. Um, and also Eric's... Eric, Experimental hops, and this means nothing to me. HBC 472 and HBC 692.
0: I'm, I'm sure they'll get names eventually.
1: You'd hope so because they don't sound very exciting when they've just got codes and numbers, do they? No, no.
0: Um,
1: so apparently, this is one of the first beers in the UK to be made which uses HBC 692, a newly available hop from the Yukima based hop breeding company. Cheers, cheers. Of course, we've got a powerful powerful nose my one quite quite creamy that sounds a bit weird as a smell soft stone fruits maybe mine smells like moldy cheese and feet and you just pulled the face on the screen in front of me as well i've not
0: even tasted it yet um what was i thinking
1: <laughs> <laughs> come on i'm waiting uh, my my one's um it's quite lemony initially actually um there is Something else running through it. I'm not quite sure what it is. I don't know if that's from one of the new hops or the Sabro. I couldn't tell you because I haven't had enough of the Sabro. Um, it's very soft. Not not too bitter at the end. Maybe a bit of pithy dryness. But, yeah, I mean, I think that obviously it's quite a different beer to the um, Funk Dungeon Heavy Nettle, though. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: It sounds yeah. like worlds apart. Yeah.
1: So what was yours like on the flavour then, Steve?
0: Flavour-wise, it's it, it, it's fine. It's, uh, it, it's crisp it's really lemony sharp um there's a there's a dry almost uh saline like finish to it um tart rather than sour which is a- exactly what i would expect from a berliner weiss yeah, um,
1: uh, yeah berliner weiss, you what it's usually a little bit softer it's gonna be a bit more round yeah and it's not quite sharp and more more tacky. refreshing yeah it's As not well. mouth puckering is it but that aroma it, Isn't that weird though? that the aroma can be so different to what you're tasting.
0: Yeah, yeah. From from that aroma, if if I, if I had smelt that alone, I would say, oh no, that I'm not drinking that. But working through that, the underlying flavour, the underlying beer is 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 good. It's just that aroma, mate. I, I, I'm you, just not getting on with that
1: aroma. I said the aroma of mine. I know I said creamy, but what I mean it's like soft stone fruits. It's got it's got actually quite a pleasant. My one's got a really pleasant aroma. It's a pleasant flavour. It's very soft. It's a very soft mouthfeel. Um, visually, it's, it's definitely towards the New England IPA style visually. Um, but it's not, it's not gloopy. It's not sugary. It does actually feel quite well balanced.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, I shall persevere in mine. Hopefully, the, uh, the aroma will start to drop off a little bit the, the longer it's been in the glass. Um, while we are drinking our way through these beers. Uh let's dive in to this week's question. Opinions, 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 opinions. And this was uh we, we thought it was apt to do this for, for this occasion. Uh if you could only spend your day in one, which would it be? The pub or a festival or event? Six hundred and sixty four votes, seventy-three point six percent of people went for the pub. went to the festival. I suppose you could put a spin on this one now of when we're allowed to go out again and you've got the choice of the two, where are you going first?
1: I think we should. I think we should. (laughs) Once things have settled, not necessarily on day one, because let's face it, on day one there probably won't be many festivals and maybe even the decent pubs may not be ready for you anyway, but it's definitely one you could revisit, I think, after whatever the new norm might be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was quite overwhelmingly in favour of the pub, wasn't it?
0: It was very much so, and I, I think um, I think a lot of the comments reflect that as, as as well. So let's let's go through some of those, and then we'll get our views uh, at the end. Yep. yep. Uh, so first up from Hot Forward at Hot Forward Beers, I could happily sit in my favourite pub all day. Festivals tend to be much busier. The only festival I thoroughly enjoyed as much sitting in a part pu- as sitting in a pub was Fest. Smokefest. Um,
1: uh- Pretty certain, Mark would Mark Johnson would agree with that one.
0: I I, th- I think he would. Uh, maybe not so much me, but I, I, I know Mark <laughs> would definitely agree with that. Uh, Miles Lambert at Miles Lambert. I've gone for pub. In actual fact, I could narrow that down further to the free trade in.
1: Uh, presumably, when you get locked in by some vicious hailstorm.
0: <laughs> uh, your boy Rob Edwards at Rob underscore Edwards ninety. I love festivals, but you just can't beat the atmosphere of a good pub.
1: Uh from Podrick Fox, uh Fox 82. Um, pubs are great. There's one for every mood, and as an added bonus, some do toasties. Pretty <laughs> certain I know which pub he's referring to there.
0: I, I do the one, the one that he took us to in Dublin. Which yeah, yeah, they, they proper, were pretty incredible toasties.
1: Proper old school pub, old school toasties as well. Yeah. Very welcome, yeah. I have to admit, on that day. Um from Mark Shirley at RF RF Cider. When I go out on a crawl, with or without company, I find there's always one pub that's far away the most memorable. It doesn't happen as often as I'd like, but an afternoon evening and one great pub is often the very best experience.
0: That's that's a great comment, actually. I, I've I've been in that exact point, and I think we've probably been there a few times on on the Crimbo crawl, where we've got to a certain place and we're like, I could actually stay here for the day. Yeah, I, well, we, I think that happened at Christmas, didn't it? It was, you, you know, that we had to literally be dragged out of the marble arch at the beginning of the day.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, we, we did turn up last at the Cloudwater <laughs> <laughs> on, our, on, our, on our own organised pub crawl, yeah. uh, which seems a bit ridiculous. Uh, from Sean O'Reilly, I'm If I wanted to spend a day, I'd pick a festival. I can't imagine spending a whole day in one pub. But I wouldn't want all my drinking to be in festivals if I had to pick pubs or festivals for the rest of my beer drinking life, then I would definitely pick pubs.
0: That's an interesting spin on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I found that one really interesting that and this may sort of be veering towards a bit what I think, but I'm very rarely ever able to find one which I then if I'm at a festival, at some point I want to go to a pub. If I'm in a pub, I generally want to then go to another pub. The maybe the exception being if I find a really good pub with a great atmosphere and they've got I don't know this wouldn't interest you so much, but say on a Sunday they've got two or three football matches back to back, I could happily spend six or seven hours doing that.
0: Yeah, but everyone would have their version of that, wouldn't wouldn't they, in terms of you know, once you've once you've comfied into a place, you, you you're quite happy to, to, to stay there I mean you, you know while we're here I'll, I'll, I'll share mine is I, I obviously would have gone for a pub and this 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 pole in itself was very much inspired by my experience at last summer's Peak Ender which was which was a bit of a washout unfortunately yes um, but as a result I did find the greatest micro pub ever in in, in Bakewell uh, to the extent where when the sun did come back out on on the second day at Peak Ender I actually only spent A couple of hours there and i wanted to go back to the pub rather than than to be at the festival so um but i I also think i've got maybe got to a stage in my drinking journey where actually i'm I, i i prefer the comfort of a pub these days than i do the hustle and bustle and noise and clambering for beers that a lot of beer festivals are
1: these days yeah and i think that's also like with the um with the all-in festivals where you can be queuing quite a lot because you're having maybe a shorter 100-milliliter pause and you've got those must-have beers, must-have breweries. Um, so, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. I think, I, I mean, I, can, I, I also then thought back to my first experience of IndyMan and I thought, I remember those five hours at IndyMan, the half Saturday half 11 to the half 4 session, where well, those first couple of hours, quite a genteel pace, and then suddenly I was being asked to leave.
0: Yeah, time just goes, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and I remember thinking when I left that if that had been open another two hours, I could have stayed another two hours. So it's what is one of those weird things. I mean, I would still err on the side of a really good pub, but I can definitely see why some people, especially some of the comments we're going to dig into now, are definitely erring on the side of a festival as well.
0: Well, well, let's 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 see what they've said. So, Will Watkins, dry your beers. If it's one day, has to be a festival. I can go to a great pub any day of the year. There's only three or four festivals a year I really look forward to, so it makes them extra special. And I think that's that's kind of what you were beginning to get out there in terms of indie man. And there are a number of big festivals in the UK now that are, are real must go tos for a lot of people. Um, from Crafty at Crafty Boy, festival drinking beer and live music hashtag winner. Uh, uh, Two thirds Yeah we're not going <laughs> to We're rarely going to agree With the live music Aren't we um, James from At Gammon Baron If it has to be a whole day It would have to be a festival Peak ender on a sunny day With a pint of cast Jaipur please uh,
1: From Simon Webster Bees underscore boy If it's just one day Then a festival wins every time Usually a bit of an event Feels special Setting can be memorable Great choice of beers but you might find me in the pub on any of the other six days. Talk, talk about sitting on the fence there, Simon. <laughs> He's kind off the whole week at the moment, in which case he must be really missing everything right now then.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> uh, from Owen
0: Frankish at Evil Brainfish... I love a pub, but for a whole day it has to be a festival as there's just more to do there. Also back to work on Monday, I'd feel less embarrassed telling people I spent a whole day at a festival rather than a whole day in a pub. And this final one, I think, just sums it up perfectly. So from Tom Tapped at Tom underscore Tapped, festivals are for afternoons, early evenings. Pubs are for life.
1: I like that. And I'm quite sure that uh, anyone who's involved in the pub trade who does listen to us now, um we'll definitely go with the pubs for life quote at the moment
0: oh i think so yeah i think we're all we're all sorely missing the pub right now
1: definitely and i think even if you haven't even if you're not a regular pub goer you probably want to go to the pub yeah just just because
0: well it's just like anything in it you, you want the things you can't have and at yeah. the moment we can't have the
1: pub but... yeah there's a lot of things we can't have and suddenly there's a lot of things i want
0: yeah <laughs> yeah um, but as always, there was there was loads of comments to um, that particular question. There'll be a link to the question in the show notes. If you want to have a read through all the comments, click on that link. Um, make sure you use the hashtag opinions if you want to you keep the discussion going. And you may very well find yourself in this next part of the show. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know. Write
1: it down. Let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness. Write it down. From Simon Clark. Simon Carbon. just want to say thanks to Beer Clock Show for today's podcast which I'm only halfway through at the moment. It's great to have some distractions from the current situation we all find ourselves in. Um, well, thanks for that, Simon. Um, that's that's what we were hoping to do. And this was, I think, before we knew or were informed about quite how bad this is, was, and could be. Um, so any, uh, and this is what I've been saying about other podcasters that I've been listening to, any light relief is welcome.
0: Oh, without a doubt, yeah, and that's that. That's why we made the decision that we we put out kind of weekly shows for the for for the time being, just 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 a little bit of a distraction from from everything that's going on uh, at the moment. From
1: Will Watkins at Dry Your Beers, it's been a crazy week, and I've only just got through this one. I love these fantasy episodes, although the less said about the, the choosing the entire Friends cast, the better. Steve, that was you yeah. this time. Well. Uh, May I pick up on the hazy beer comments? Mislabelling aside is another issue. Why on earth does it matter what a beer looks like if it tastes great? The idea of authentic West Coast beer is clear is clear is false. Someone has messed around with filters and all findings to make it clear. Colonel's beer is actually far more authentic in that regard. Look at the seasonal Cannonball series. All hazy and yet all brilliant examples of West Coast IPAs. Personally, all that's important to me is good-tasting beer with accurate descriptions on the packaging.
0: From, from Pete at Hops and Hoops, uh, lost my beer in mojo this week, just haven't been feeling my usual enthusiasm for it. Haven't wanted a beer, haven't listened to a single beer podcast, which normally I do daily. This has been just what I needed. Cheers. Um, you're welcome, Pete. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we, again, managed to just provide a little bit of a distraction for you.
1: Uh, from Simon Dewhurst at Simo Sloth, or C off, or Simosoff. hi guys just catching up on episode 103 thanks a lot for reading out my comment keep up the great work um and this last comment i'm bitteringngling this is from a colleague of mine at work someone who i've known for a few years now um come start coming along to the beer club actually emailed me directly uh, normally i walk the dog accompanied by a sports podcast football cricket or the usual suspects However, at the moment, I'm indebted to you and the Beer O'Clock podcast. It's great stuff, and I'm working my way through the back catalogue. Keep up the good work. And that's from Barry Smith in Billericay. Hello, Barry.
0: Oh, cheers, Barry. It's, a, it's nice to have you as a new listener. Keep the comments coming, use the hashtag opinions, and we will continue to find you. Um, let's start looking at wrapping up this week's show. We've, we've got one thing that we do need to do, uh, which is to do the draw for Nat's book, that she Excellent. offered to one to listener. Now, we asked the question of uh, what was Nat's first uh, job in beer in the UK, and the answer, of course, was working behind the bar at Mother Kelly's. Um, all of the entries to that are in my little terracotta pot here. It's all a Florida, nice
1: little terracotta
0: pot. I can see I'm, that. Which I'm here. showing to Martin on the screen. We normally like to do this with like almost an independent adjudicator, Um, It's a bit more difficult at the moment. It is. So I'm going in with the draw. I've given them a good shake. I'm plucking one out. And the winner of the book is Stu Chant, at Chant Stew. Stu, if you'd like to get in touch via DM, Uh, To let us know your address and let us know if you want a personalised message. We will pass all of that on to Nat and she will get the book to you as soon as is possible. So just to finish off then, uh, final thoughts on the beers that we've been drinking. I can see that you're just enjoying your final swig of yours. So I'll go with what I've got left on on mine, which is still quite a lot, actually. Um, The Sour Dry Hop from Anspagen Hop Day. Citra uh berliner Vice, essentially 4.9 percent. i am struggling with it a little bit now it's warming It's it's got to be said the i'm still not enjoying the nose um it's becoming a little bit sugary sweet uh it's uh it's one that needs to be drunk quickly cold and being in a 440 can
1: doesn't lend itself to that especially for someone who perhaps is a bit iffy on the style maybe at times anyway.
0: Yeah, if you're a fan of this style, maybe more so. Um, but but for me, I'm. it's fair to say I'm struggling drinking this. Technically, uh, apart from that aroma, uh, technically I don't think there's anything wrong with the beer itself. Uh, just for me, I, I am struggling with this right now.
1: No, that, I mean, it would have been one that you would have looked forward to sharing if we'd been oh, doing the show to every same place. Absolutely,
0: I would have drunk it a lot quicker. Yeah. yeah.
1: I would have to say that... Um, I'm struggling more with the Deliverance from Abbeydale than I was with the Funk Dungeon Heavy Nettle. Um, the, the smoothness and the roundness, but still having those elements of uh, a bit of Belgian Funk to the Abbeydale, the first one, really suited me. The Deliverance, again, this is definitely for me a share of beer in the 440 can, because not dissimilar to what you're saying now. It's starting to warm up a little bit in the glass. It does feel slightly heavier now um it's still nice but it's not one i would say if i had a second can i'd be looking to reach for it now whereas i would actually have been tempted if i had had a second can of the heavy nettles go and get the second one
0: so so maybe both beers would have actually benefited from from us actually sharing them
1: yes which is slightly more <laughs> difficult in uh, different parts of the county through a screen i have to admit um but firstly thank you again for abydale sending through the beers to us um, oh, and
0: to and to and Spatch and as well. Yeah, many thanks. But
1: the you know the the the, the whip from breakfast the beer, different types of beers that Abigail are doing, I think, should be applauded though. So, what do we do next, Steve? So, on
0: on the next show, we are we're just coming into April, so uh, we're kind of through the first quarter of the year. So we thought do a little bit of a look back in terms of have there been any standouts in terms of beers of the year so far so uh let us know if if you've had any at home use the hashtag opinions uh and we'll make sure to include them but there will be a poll that, that will be coming along before we record the next show uh, to give you an opportunity to get involved in that as well
1: yeah i mean not just at home because you know the first two months of the uh the first uh, quarter of the year you would have beers out as well so maybe it was a beer at a festival beer in a pub uh, but yeah, if you found newly discovered beers at home while we've been under lockdown, then yeah, please share us. I think me and you have got a few to which we can discuss. I've got a spreadsheet. Shocker. <laughs> I've, got a li- I've got a list on Untapped.
0: I've got a spreadsheet with various criteria and scoring that, that will ultimately give me my... Beer of the year, far less convoluted than, than than last year's way of getting to the point. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people will be pleased to hear. Um, yeah, so, that, so that's coming. That uh, that's coming next time. Um, so on that note, uh, we'll probably both finish off our beers. Cheers, Steve. Cheers, cheers it's a mine. Great-